There are two types of people in the world. There are people that are filled with the Holy Spirit and those that are not. And those that are filled with God's Holy Spirit, I want you to know that if you have the Spirit, you can't hide it. Don't tell me you have the Spirit and you could hide it. Because it's a, when you have the Spirit, you walk a little different. You talk a little different. You love a little different. You live a little different. And in the midst of today's normal, we are abnormal. Are you with me right now? Because we do think spirit people do things that others cannot do. To be filled with the Holy Spirit, 2,000 years ago about this time, the Lord, the Spirit of God descended upon those that were praying in the upper room. 120 people. Originally it was 500 who saw Jesus ascend. But somehow it just dwindled down to 120 in the upper floor, the upper room, and they were filled with the Holy Spirit. I'm going to tell you what Holy Spirit people do. The Holy Spirit does this to people. If you're taking any notes, the Holy Spirit empowers, emancipates, and elevates. The Holy Spirit does the following. Empowers. Somebody say empowers. Say emancipates. Elevates. The Holy Spirit empowers. Why do you have the Spirit for? You don't have the Holy Spirit for you to be part of a denomination. You don't have the Holy Spirit for you to carry a membership card for the Assembly of God, Church of God, Foursquare, the International Pentecost. These are all wonderful tribes that I love. But that's not what makes you a Spirit-empowered person. What makes you a Spirit-empowered person is the fact that you have power. Acts chapter 1 verse 8 says the following. You will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. The most powerful people on the planet are people full of the Holy Spirit. The greatest power on this earth is not political power. It's not financial power. It's not relational power. It's not social media influence power. The most dominant, transformative, cataclysmic, the most measurable, life, eternal, changing power is the power of the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit people have power. I want you to hear me. You don't have potential. You have power. You're the most powerful people on the planet. My question to you today is, are you using that power? Are you using that power? Are you just seated on that power? Are you holding it for a rainy day? Let me give you examples. When the Holy Spirit empowers you, He gives you the super upon your natural so you can exercise the supernatural. Gideon, Old Testament, New Testament example. Let's go Old Testament, Gideon. When the Spirit fell, Gideon, empowered by the Spirit, blew the trumpet and won the war. He fought the battle, won the war. Judges 6.34. Then the Spirit of the Lord came upon Gideon. He blew the trumpet. He fought the battle, won the war. I want you to hear this. Holy Spirit people know how to fight. I'm going to say that one more time. Holy Spirit people know how to fight. Let me say this one more time. Holy Spirit people do not hide from the battle. Holy Spirit people do not shy from the battle. Holy Spirit people do not run with their tail between their legs hiding. Holy Spirit people are not in perpetual conflict avoidance mode. Holy Spirit people know how to fight. What does that mean? I need you, you know somebody who's full of the Spirit. They don't hide. They don't shiver away. They surprise the world because they know how to fight. Are you, by the way, we know how to fight. We don't fight with swords. We don't fight with guns. We don't fight with a post or a tweet. We don't, we don't fight with, 
We don't fight on Facebook or Instagram or Twitter. We don't even fight via text messages. We fight with the Holy Ghost. Zechariah 4, 6 says, It is not by might nor by power, but by my Holy Spirit people know how to fight. We're not cowards. I'm here to tell you if you have the Holy Spirit, you, you stand up and you confront whatever the enemy has constructed to stop you. I need you to stop shivering like you're afraid of something. Pastor Sam, I have the Holy Spirit, but I'm scared. You can't say that for God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and love and of sound mind. Holy Spirit. What are you afraid of? You got the Holy Ghost. What are you afraid of? Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. How do we fight our battles? With our hands lifted high. Lift up your hands. This is how we fight. We don't fight through secular means or worldly means. We fight prophetically. We Every time you lift up your hands, you fight the battle. We fight our battles every time you shout unto God with the voice of triumph. We fight our battles. And with praise on your lip and worship in your spirit, we fight our battles. How do we fight our battles? On our knees. We fight our battles by prophetically declaring the words of God. How do we fight our battles? With the blood of Jesus covering me, the breath of God inside of me, and the blessings of God following me. Look at your neighbor. Tell them, this is how I fight my battle. We know how to fight. The Holy Spirit empowers us to fight. To fight. To fight. The Holy New Testament. The Holy Spirit empowers us to rebuke. Rebuke is a fancy phrase, term, word for telling the devil to get out. If you want to be bougie about it, I know how to rebuke. If you don't want to be bougie, say, I know how to tell the devil to get out. Acts 13 verse 9. Saul, also known as Paul, stared. He's, he's, I wish I could illustrate this. He stared in. Pastor Nate, come up here. I'm going to illustrate this. This is not scripted. He's, I'm going to break this down. We get the Holy Ghost. The whole message here is that the Holy Spirit empowers, he emancipates, and he elevates. He empowers us. The Holy Spirit is not about a denomination or about a charismatic service or about hype or emotional exuberance. The Holy Spirit is about power. And if the church would exercise the power, I mean, that's the point. We have power that we're not even exercising. The reason why the world, the devil's getting away with murder in the world is because the church is not exercising its power. If we have the power to tell the devil to shut up, we have the power to fight back darkness. We have the, we shouldn't be taking what we're taking but no we're more concerned with style than we are with substance we're, 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 we're more concerned with what people think about us than what God already did for us because so we're so obsessed with what people think rather than what God thinks that we're, that we're acquiescing but he watch this Paul the Bible says he was in power I'm going to read it filled with the Holy Spirit he stared the man this man was a bad man he was full of the devil and he was and he was even using the things that were of God or he thought he was, to give the, the, the image that these things were of God for the purpose of confusing and controlling people. So Paul, this is what he says, Paul stared into his eyes. Rib, watch this. The first thing is, when you're full of the Holy Spirit, you can look into the devil's eyes. 
He stared into his eyes. When you, you could tell a lot. You could tell, somebody, you could tell if somebody's guilty or they can't look into your eyes, by the way. There's so much CIA, NSA, intelligence, covert operation strategies you learn. Psychologically speaking about people flinching and not looking and not looking into your eyes because they can't. When you live in a lie, you can't look into somebody's eyes. When you're living bound. So the, Paul, Paul didn't Paul was filled with whom? The Holy Spirit. So Paul stared. Like, I ain't scared of you. And he's speaking to a man, but he wasn't speaking to the man. He was speaking to the devil controlling the man. So he said, I'm not scared of you. He looked right into his eyes. We need the church that dares to just man up. We need this kind of church. I'm tired of looking at addiction binding our children. I'm tired of looking at brokenness binding our families. I'm tired of hell controlling our communities. And we need to stand up and look at that devil in the face and repeat the words of Paul. He said, you son of the devil. He called them out by name. You son of the devil. You are filled of every form of fraud and deceit and of everything that is true. I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. We need a church full of the spirit that dares to open up their mouths and say, devil, get out. Get out of my family. Get out of my home. Get out of my marriage. Get out of my ministry. Get out of my city. Get out of my nation. Get out. Thank you. No, 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 no. Let me see one more time. Let me calm down here. I'm not going to calm down. It's Pentecost Sunday. The Spirit of God, in matter of fact, that's another thing. We're letting others telling us to calm down. The Spirit of God empowers you to rebuke. Holy Spirit people are not afraid to tell the devil to get out. We are tolerating things that we have the power to rebuke. I want you to hear me as the church. We have to reactivate the power, the Holy Spirit power to tell the devil to get out. We're tolerating things. As moms and dads, we have to reactivate the power to rebuke the lies of the enemy upon our children. Pastor Sam, but how do we do that? Our kids think we're crazy, that we're hallelujah, that we're this, that we're nuts because of what we believe. Well, you, if they believe that, there's a way of doing it. You have to be, you have to be, there's a way of doing it. Uh-huh. There's a way. Listen, if your kids are still at home, let them go to sleep. Three o'clock in the morning, let them be snoring. They're snoring. And you go, you need to be very, there's a way, I'm going to give you how to do it. You get some oil. You get some home. You go, you go old school. You know what bothers me too? When we talk about oil and rebuking, we call it old school. It's not old school. It's the word of Almighty God. It's New Testament. We we call you need to if you want to call it old, you get that oil. You pray for it. You pray, you fast, and at three o'clock in the morning, three thirty in the morning, you walk into your son or daughter's room. I don't care how rebellious they may be, I don't care how bound they may be, I don't care how oppressed they may be. You don't have just any spirit, you have the Holy Spirit. So you walk in there, three thirty in the morning, they're you get that holy oil in the name of Jesus. You step into that room under the power of God. You get that oil. You put it on the door. Put it on the doorpost. Go to the bottom of the bed. Put it on the bed. And if you have a lot of courage, get the oil. Lay it on the top of their forehead. 
And while they're snoring away, you say, in the name of Jesus, devil, let go of my daughter. Let go of my son. Let go of my family. Let go of our breakthrough. We have the power to tell the devil to get out. What are we afraid of? We're so sophisticated. It's the 21st century. We're really, really modern now. So we care. A church that is more concerned with style and less concerned with substance will shy away from rebuking. We call things issues. This is a matter of societal dysfunction. It's a glitch in the proverbial matrix. She's going through a phase. That phase may destroy her life if you don't open up your mouth and rebuke the devil out of that life. Are you with me right now? I'm preaching to some Holy Ghost people that are about to go back home and go back to their jobs and go back to their relationships and kick the devil out of everything that God has ordained for your presence and your influence. Raise your right hand. Repeat after me. I am empowered by the Holy Spirit to confront. I am empowered by the Holy Spirit to rebuke. As husbands and wives, we have to reactivate the power to rebuke every diabolical assault on our marriages and homes. Grab your husband's hand, your wife's hand. It's not just a little thing. Learn to say we're full of the Holy Spirit. Devil, let go of our marriage. You're not coming in here. As singles, all the singles in the house, raise your hand, all the singles. You have to re-engage the power to rebuke the attempts of the enemy, attempting to kill your purpose, rob your promise, and destroy your peace. It is time to stop calling it a problem when it's a lie from the pit of hell. You are empowered to rebuke, refuse, and reject. Raise your right hand. Listen carefully. Here's a word of the Lord for somebody here. When what you see in the flesh does not line up with what you heard in the spirit, do not stay quiet. Rebuke it. Reject it. Refuse it. If what you see around you does not line up with what God's destiny, dream, and direction for your life has already brought, you need to reject it, rebuke it, and refuse it. You are empowered by the Holy Spirit not to dance in a church service all by itself. That's great. Not to come here and go like, oh. You're empowered. You have power. You are what you tolerate. Don't tolerate it. Rebuke it. Get up with the Holy Ghost power. Do what Paul did. Fill with the Holy Spirit, son of the devil. And by the way, you're not rebuking a person. You love that person. Matter of fact, honey, because I love you, I'm going to cast the devil out of you. Am I preaching to anybody right now? Because I love you, there are spirits that are around you oppressing you. I love you so much, I'm going to cast them out. It's going to make you uncomfortable for a moment, but you're going to be free for a lifetime. So let me ask you, if after this service, you are committed to casting out every lie of the devil, to rebuking every work of the enemy in your life, in your family, in your home, and in your marriage's life, give God the best Pentecostal shout you've given him today. Lift up your voice and shout like you're filled. Shout like you have the Holy Ghost. 
Shout like you can cast out devils. Shout like you can rebuke every power and vestige of darkness. Shout like you got it. You have the power. You are empowered. You are empowered for the battle and empowered to rebuke. And whatever is not lined up with God's will, when you rebuke it, the apostle Paul is saying, I don't, we're not going to tolerate this. I don't want it. I'm not going to accept it. I don't want it. If it's not holy, you need to open up your mouth and say, I don't want it. If it's not full of grace, say, I don't want it. Whatever life or others bring your way, if it does not draw you close, Pastor Sam, how do I know it's the will of God? If it does not draw you closer to God, reject it, rebuke it, refuse it. If it's not full of love, you don't want it. If it's not full of truth, you don't want it. And if it does not give, if it refuses to give God all of the glory, even if it tells you we're going to give God 99% of the glory, but we're going to keep one, you need to look at it and say, ah, everything that happens in my life, that comes to my life, that comes through my life, will give all of the glory to he who is worthy, to he who is on the throne. I sense something powerful. The church needs to stand up and rebuke the demon strangling our nation. I'm going to say that one more time. The church that is concerned more with style and less with substance will shy away from rebuking. But a church full of the Holy Spirit will never shy from telling the devil where to go. Oh, and by the way, learn this secret. I've learned this. Before you rebuke the devil, tell him to give you back what he stole from you. Nope, you missed it. You got to learn. I feel God. You got to tell that devil, you're going to let go, but you're going to give back everything you stole from us. No, no, you're not leaving with what you stole. Leave it here. Whatever you took, put it back. Put that joy back. Put that peace back. Put that. Are you with me right now? Put back whatever you stole. You're not going with the stuff that you stole from me. You're leaving. Matter of fact, I want interest on what you took. I want you to pay me back for the days you made me suffer. I want interest for the days I couldn't get up. I want interest for the days I couldn't break through. I want interest for the days I was down and I couldn't get up give me back what you stole but I want interest for everything I went through when you're full of the Holy Spirit you can act like the Apostle Paul and and tell the devil where to go and what to do that's power get out he almost cursed son of the devil Son of the, get out. What you doing messing with the child of God? But we're, we're going to land here. The, the Holy Spirit empowers, the Holy Spirit emancipates. Second Corinthians 3.17, where the Spirit of the Lord is there is what? Don't look at me and tell me you have the Holy Spirit, but you're bound. I don't care what your theology may say. You're, that's a skewed theology. Oh, Pastor Sam, I have the Holy Spirit, but I'm bound. I would sit you down and go like this. Are you really bound? I would actually go this. Are you bound or do you feel bound? And you would probably say, well, I, I feel bound. I go, 
That's the problem. Your feelings are deceiving you. You're being led by your emotions. You're being led by what you feel instead of what you know. And what you know is greater than what you feel. I'm going to say that one more time. What the whole, because people get it all wrong. All my non spirit empowered friends in this way, in the way we understand it, they look at us and they go, You people are about feelings. I argue we're more about knowledge. Let me explain because I know that greater is He that is in me than He that is in the world. No, you miss it. You may feel something, but what I know is greater than what I feel. Are you with me right now? I may, you may feel something, but what you know, the Bible doesn't say is be still and feel that I am God. It's be still and the moment. No, I'm preaching to somebody. I don't care what the feeling may be. What you know is greater than what you feel. So if you feel like things are falling apart, but you know that God says, I know the plans I have for you. Say of the Lord, plans to prosper you, plans to bless you, give you a peace and a future. I need you to open up your mouth and say, what I know is much more powerful than what I feel. If you believe that, give God a shout like you know. Lift up your hands. Freedom comes from the knowledge that he who the sun sets free is free. And for ye shall know the truth and the truth. John 8, 32, John 8, 36. But 2 Corinthians 3, 17. Where the spirit of the Lord is, there is what? There is what? What's a free person? What do free people do that bound people cannot? I'm asking for answers. It's not rhetorical. I'm actually asking for some responses. What do free people... You could go practical. You could go like... No, no, no. no, You're giving me the whole church answer. And... In life, if you're free, like, well, free people do what? All right, let's just make it simple, layman's term. If you're not free, you are what then? And if you're bound, what? What? What is when you're? Yes, that's simple. If you're bound, you can't what? You can't move freely. You have limited, even when you're in prison, you have this amount of space that you can move. But if you try to go beyond that boundary, you're going to meet your maker real soon. So you, you're, you're, you have limited space. When you're free, there are no limits. Why are you limiting your life, your destiny, your faith when you are a free child of God? When you are free, there are no limits to what God can do in you, God can do with you, and God can do through you. Are there any free people in the house? Do not let anyone oppress you. Do not permit anyone to bind you. Do not permit anyone to treat you as an indentured servant. You are not anyone's slave. You are a child of God. I said you're a child of God. You have the Holy Spirit. You are free. Free people. Free people know their rights. Free people move freely. Have free expression. And in the church, free people. 
free people worship in spirit and in truth, which is double freedom. We worship differently. So you, that's why I'm just, you could criticize all we want. You people, all you do is all that noise. Man, you have no idea. You're not, this is not a church full of, you have, I have, I, in this church and around, we have doctors in this church. We have people with PhDs in this church. We have architects and lawyers in this church. I kid you not. Some of the ones I just mentioned are in our staff. We have amazing people of all economic, social economic backgrounds. We have every color and ethnicity possible, every political affiliation, and we worship together the way we worship when God shows up. But you, but, but you know why we worship? The way we worship, the way we worship, it's not because of anything cultural. It's not because of the pigmentation or the color of our skin. We worship the way we worship because we have the spirit and where that spirit is present, there is freedom. This is how free people worship. Free people are no longer concerned with what their neighbor may think about them. I praise the way I praise because Jesus set me free. I praise the way I praise because the Spirit of God is inside of me. Look up here. Do not permit your thoughts to bind what the Spirit of God has already set free. Do not permit your past to bind what the Spirit of God already set free. Are you with me right now? You are free. The Bible says, Old Testament example, that Samson, full of the Holy Spirit, broke through the ropes that were holding him back. Lift up your hands. The ropes trying to hold back your joy are coming off you right now. The ropes trying to hold back your peace are coming off you right now. The ropes trying to hold back your destiny and your faith and your future and your family and your health and your finances are coming off you right now. Because when you're full of the Holy Spirit, nothing can hold you back. Nothing could bind you. I need, I, on the count of three, all I want you to do is go like this. You're saying, Pastor Sam, that's a cute illustration. Watch, this week, the stuff that held you back for the past few weeks will no longer be able to hold you back. When I count to three, I want you to go like Samson. Samson wasn't even filled permanently with the Holy Spirit. He would experience on occasion a filling of the Holy Spirit. You and I, the Holy Spirit doesn't fill us and leave. Guess what? The Holy Spirit lives here 24 hours a day. So on the count of three, I want you to go like this. And whatever ropes the Philistines placed on you, they're about to come off you. One, two, three. How many believe God for a breakthrough this week? How many believe God for a breakthrough in all us? How many believe that every single thing the enemy sent to bind you is no longer on you? We're done. We're done. We're done. Stand with me. Stand with me. Stand with me. New Testament example of emancipation. We talked about empowerment. The Spirit of God empowers you to fight the battle, to confront. The Spirit of God empowers you to rebuke, which is to tell the devil to get out. The Spirit of God emancipates you from the things that try to hold you back. Don't be held back. Some of the greatest things that can hold you back are the things in the mirror. Do not listen to me. Again, it's back to, the, it's back to that. How many times do we repeat that? It's the thing in the mirror. It's you. Don't let you hold yourself back. It's you. Pastor Sam, the devil's my biggest enemy. No, arguably speaking, 
The Bible says he was defeated already on the cross and through the resurrection of Christ. He's underneath our feet, Romans 16, 20. I mean, in fact, in John, in John, the, 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 he says, hey, you, young one, celebrate. You have overcome the evil one. So it's already done. The number one issue you got to deal with every day is not the devil. It's you. It's your fears, your inhibitions, your insecurity. Your lack of acknowledgement that God already paid the price. You're still trying to get yourself saved. You're still trying to pay the price for what Jesus already did for you. You're trying to work yourself into heaven. When Jesus said, I already did it all. You're trying to get yourself right when he got it all right on the cross. Some people are bound by religion. Legalistic systems of man. Hence the word emancipation. The word emancipation is free from a system, a systematic system of oppression. Like the Emancipation Proclamation of Abraham Lincoln. A system that oppressed. Emancipation is freedom. I want you to look up here. Are you truly free? Are you truly living an empowered life? Are you living a free life? I mean completely free. Is your mind free? Is your body free? Is your dream free? Is your destiny free? Think about that. Is your family free from generational curses, from mistakes from the past, from an atmosphere that's not conducive to the fulfillment of God's purpose? If you don't think God has a purpose for your family, you're off. God has a purpose for your, not just for you as an individual, but for your family. He does. God has a purpose for your family. Peter is the New Testament example of freedom. He was in prison for preaching the gospel. And that lame man, and you know, I don't have silver or gold. You know. Peter and John, and they ended up in prison. The Bible says that because of the Holy Spirit, he was set free. Set free. Set free. In the face of persecution, false allegations. Peter did not, watch this. They told him, Peter, we'll let you go if you admit that this Christ thing is all made up and fake. Matter of fact, why don't you guys say you stole the body? Say it. And Peter, this is Peter who denied Jesus three times before the Holy Ghost hit him. When, when the Holy Ghost hits you, you become Pentecost man. I kid you not. You, you become Pentecost. He was like Clark Kent, and then he became Pentecost man. This is the guy who denied Jesus three times. Holy Ghost fills him. The same guy. This is the same Peter. When Jesus is carrying the cross. Hey, Peter, don't you work for him? Work for him. I don't even know him. Who's, and he cursed. By the third time, he used a couple of bombs that I can't drop here. Or anywhere for that matter. My cousin Paco will drop them, but I can't. See, Peter was a coward. On three occasions, at least. The Holy Ghost hits him. They beat the shalupa out of him. They whooped that boy. They told him, now, come on, just say that you don't know him. Say that he didn't resurrect. Say anything negative about him. And Peter says, are you crazy? I've been with the man. I saw him after the resurrection. He restored me. He filled me with his spirit. You might as well kill me because for the rest of my life, I will declare that Jesus is Lord. Holy Spirit people, do not hide your Christian faith. You tell everyone, even in the face of a world full of moral relativism, 
Even in a world that critiques our Christian worldview, we shout it out, Jesus is the only way. He is Lord and Savior of all. We're done. And the Holy Spirit elevates. The Bible says that full of the Holy Spirit, here's what, I'm going to tell you the words of Pharaoh regarding Joseph in the book of Genesis. You have a spirit. The spirit of God is in you. Pharaoh looked at Joseph and said, the spirit of God is in this man. And he promoted him to the palace. Was Pharaoh a follower of the God of Abraham? But he somehow recognized that Joseph was full of the spirit of God. I'm going to prophesy to you, get ready. The people around you who are not even believers are going to say, you have a different spirit. Testament example is of course Stephen looking up his eyes he was elevated to eternity for the Christ he served lift up your hand it's Pentecost Sunday and I want you to hear the word of the Lord be filled with that Holy Spirit there's only one Holy Spirit only one not with the spirit of fear the spirit of religion the spirit of manipulation or coercion be filled with the spirit of Almighty God it is the spirit that empowers you to fight anything that comes your way. Of course, God fights the battle. He has taken the posture and he takes care of the rest. It is the spirit that empowers you to rebuke, tell the devil to get out today. Get out of your mind, your health, your finances, your relationships. Don't tolerate it. Rebuke it. Tell him to get out. It is the spirit that emancipates, sets you free. The chains, the ropes are coming off you. Sets you free even in the midst of persecution and false allegations and rumors and atmospheres that are not conducive to your destiny. The Spirit of God elevates you. You're going from the pit to the palace. I need you to believe with me you're about to get promoted. I'm going to say that one more time. Believe with me that you're about to get promoted. I'm going to speak that one more time into the atmosphere. Believe with me that you're about to get your promotion in the name of Jesus because the Spirit of God is upon you. Father, seal this word in every mind, body, soul, and spirit. Seal, activate the fullness of your Holy Spirit. Lord, take the gas stove. We want to go beyond the clicks. We want to go beyond the little low mode. We want full blast. We want the knob to turn to maximum heat. Turn on the flame of your spirit in every life that is here. Right now, Lord, with that flame, we are empowered, emancipated, and elevated to do your will and live out your word. In Jesus' name, if you receive this word and you're going to come out of this church full of the Holy Spirit to fight the battle, to cast out the devil, and to experience your promotion, now give God the best praise you've given him all day.